Hello, welcome to the Grandma G My Journey into Retirement podcast by Norma Columbus. Today's episode is called RMS Umbria. In February of 1910, at the age of 23, my paternal grandfather traveled by train from Russia to England. On February 12th, he embarked on the RMS Umbria at Liverpool for his journey to the United States. RMS stands for Royal Mail Steamer. The ship arrived in Queenstown, New York, making the 2,848 nautical mile journey across the Atlantic in seven days. The Umbria was built by John Elder and Company in Glasgow, Scotland in 1884 and was the largest liner at the time. Her maiden voyage from Liverpool to New York was in November of that year. The ship was named Umbria after a region in Italy that borders Tuscany. An ancient tribe had settled the area in 6th century BC. The Umbria saw military service as an armed merchant cruiser for six months in 1885 and as a Boer War troop carrier in 1900-1901. The Umbria and her sister ship, the Eteria, were the last of their kind. They were the Cunard Company's last single screw or single propeller liners with auxiliary sails and the last single screw vessels of any line to hold the blue ribbon. The Umbria had a reputation as an ocean greyhound because of her speed. The Blue Ribbon was an accolade given to the ship that crossed the Atlantic the fastest and carried with it great prestige. Having one of your vessels receive this title was good for business. This put pressure on captains to push their crews and ships to their maximum capabilities, sometimes with disastrous results. The ship had a top speed of 21 knots or approximately 24 miles per hour in land travel terms. It was 158 meters long and 17 meters at its widest point, the beam. This coal-powered steamer weighed 8,127 tons and had 14,500 horsepower. The ship could carry 500 first-class, 150 second-class, and 800 third-class passengers, plus 500 crew members. The price of a ticket would range between $37 for a third-class up to $125 for first-class. The typical second- and third-class fare on an ocean liner at the time could, be included, could have included boiled, boiled or roast beef, boiled fish, stews, salt pork, potatoes, boiled cabbage and bread. First class menus were more sophisticated with many different courses being served. Turtle soup, olives, quail, salmon, prime rib, lamb, vegetables and desserts were served. The meal was the highlight of the day out in the middle of the ocean. I don't know what class ticket my grandfather purchased. As a young single man I assume he traveled second or third class. He probably traveled in February as winter tickets were the least expensive. Some say only the brave or the foolish chose to cross the Atlantic in the winter. As someone who gets seasick, I don't think I would have fared very well on the Umbria. It makes me queasy just imagining the movement of that ship. Different passages prices were charged depending on the class you booked. Accommodation ranged from staterooms on the upper decks to bunks in the lower deck with makeshift dividers. There was a separate dining room for each class a music room, smoking room for the men, and the ship was one of the first to be equipped with refrigeration machinery. Upon arriving, immigrants were processed at Ellis Island Immigration Center, which was in the New York Harbor. 
Ocean liners contributed substantially to immigration in the early 1900s, with millions of landed immigrants passing through Ellis Island. They left their homelands for various reasons, crop failure, land and job shortages, famine, religious and political persecution, to travel to what they hoped would be the land of opportunity. From there, they dispersed and settled throughout the United States and Canada. With the dawning of commercial air travel in the 1950s, passenger liners became all but obsolete within a decade. Surviving ships became the first cruise ships. This February trip with my grandfather aboard was the Umbria's last crossing as she was scrapped later that year. Visit my blog to view the pictures for this episode. The link is in the episode description. If you like this podcast, I'd love you to share it to Facebook, Twitter, or by email. You can also become a sponsor of this podcast. The support this podcast button is on my main profile page. Thank you for listening. Thank you.